your purpose or possibly is your pain the path to your divine purpose? And I'm going to say it again. Do you have pain from your past that hinders your purpose or possibly is your pain the path to your divine purpose? Never let the enemy tell you that you are not worthy because of the sins you let control you for years. Unwrap that fool's gauze and reclaim your power within. The light cannot shine bright when you sit miserably like a mummy. <laughs> Trust me, I am a mommy who was once a mummy trapping all my life to be, quote-unquote, satisfied in the fleshly dark places. Once you hear God, you will see his spiritual children and pray for those who are not free from their bondage like I was. At 25 years old this past summer in 2021, I had stage three cervical cancer, multiple doctor's appointments for myself and my child, court for custody, and no income because I was not able to work and his father stopped paying child support. Now, I could have curled up and died instead of getting surgery and fighting through that to see the gold of what God had for me. I'm now cancer-free, have custody of my child, and will receive child support to provide for my son. Never let the fool's gold fool you. When you deserve the gold living within your being, stop settling for less when you are blessed to see another day. Romans 8. So now there is no condemnation for those who belong to Christ Jesus. And because you belong to him, the power of life-giving spirit has freed you from the power of sin that leads to death. The law of Moses was unable to save us because of the weakness of our sinful nature. So God did what the law could not do. He sent his own son in a body like the bodies we sinners have. And in that body, God declared an end to sin control over us by giving his son as a sacrifice for our sins. He did this so that just requirement of the law would be fully satisfied for us who no longer follow our sinful nature, but instead follow the spirit. I'm going to close today with a spoken word piece called Words of Warning. They will not change because of what we say but they will listen when we speak to their souls. Flesh followers focused for failure. Beep, beep. This is your warning. Focus on freedom in Christ because that phone you're on or those drugs seeping in are idle scenes to make you scream in pain. You see, what I mean is every moment you give to this world is watched by Big Brother. Jesus, preach and teach this generation that instant gratification is lack of participation for the kingdom. Beep, beep, this is your warning. Signals of demonic networks lurk beyond what your mind can fathom. Tap, tap, tap in to the Bible instead of booty dancing across your screen, please. Everything you listen to or watch nowadays is a distraction of demonstrations. Beep, beep, this is your warning. Dream beyond human understanding and let your spirit speak for you. Because today, you just heard Nikki speak for you. Thank you. <clears throat> oh, my God. <laughs> uh, um, I thank God for that word. It came in a whole nother form, but it was still the word. <laughs> And I appreciate you obeying God. You just confirmed everything that has been said in the last five days. 
as far as yeah. us getting back into the place where God want us and getting back into our prayer closet, the beeps <laughs> were the warnings that we need to look at and understand. The warning beeps. We see storms taking over our country beeps. We see children still being taken and sold and sold as sex slaves and even being killed for their organs beep. We still see preachers still committing suicide because of the stress that they are going through beep. We still see the hunger and the thirst for righteousness sick, but they're starving to death right in the sanctuary beep. Those are the warnings beep. We have to become sober, sound, and sensitive to the beeps. Or in other words, we must look in the man in the mirror to see did we miss hearing a beep. That was powerful, woman. That was powerful. And we thank God for tonight. Tonight was mainly for intercessory prayer and or warning to make sure we get things right. <clears throat> uh, Minister Richard, uh, we're going to allow you to just say what God has put in your heart as of now because God just shifted something in you. And uh, we need to hear what God has just given you to share. Self-control, self-discipline. 
of true operations of God, the heavenly host and the creator of your life, what happened to him having true dominion over your life? What happened? When did we think that God said, I only want 2% of control over your life? God says he wants total control. He wants to be your absolute everything. Because if he's not your absolute everything, you will not pimp the love of God into what you want. Because that's what that's exactly what creates the monsters that are in the churches right now. That's why there's so many savages and wolves inside sheep clothing, inside the building where God wanted to heal people, set them free. But yet they're only transforming transforming and transferring their demons. What happened to my church? What happened to my people? Why do you lack conviction? Why do you think that your sins will not find you out in the midst of your darkness? Why do you think you can hide? Why do you think you will get away? Because on that day, you will give account to every single last thing done inside this earthly vessel. You will not escape. Well, my question to you all is when will you see that God knows everything about your life from the beginning to the end? Why did we play God as a fool? When we are made of flesh, you can't fool the creator. So why do you think that you are the creator when you're the byproduct of his creation? Wow. 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 That is, that is true. Even with everything that's going on, and I'm going to bounce off what you're saying, um, Man of God, a lot of times we have fallen into a place where we don't know how to get out. We can fall into an abyss when we are not, when we don't give us the true word of God and we begin to just spiral out because we think what we're learning is God, but what we're learning is only religion. These are the things that God is wanting us to be aware of. That's why he tells us to remain sober, sound, and sensitive. And I can go as far as going to uh, Samuel when Saul was king. And when God, the people wanted a king so bad that they just, God went on and allowed them to have Saul. But even in the midst of all that, Saul still thought he could do what he wanted to do. Not wanting to follow what the obedience and the instructions of the prophet. Because at that time, the prophets were God's spokesperson in the earth. And Samuel was the greatest spokesperson of all during that time. And he told Saul, he told King Saul to destroy everything in the land. Everything. Simple instructions. From God. When Samuel came back. He asked King Saul. Did you do. 
what the Lord asked of you. He told him, yes. Samuel asked him again. Did you do what the Lord told you to do? We have people right now in the body of Christ that truly believe they are following God. But because of their own thinking, their own religious ways, they truly, some, some of them, I'm not saying all, but some of them think they are obeying God. But even with that, the prophet Samuel told King Saul, so what is that bleeding I hear in my ear? And in, in, a, in a moment time, a baby sheep exposed the king. And at that time, the prophet told King Saul, since you rejected God, God's instructions, now God will reject you. We have people that are in churches right now that the anointing has left them. That there's Ichabod ridding on the churches. But because we don't have a real relationship with God, we think it's real. We have people that truly think that God is with people when God has already left them because of their disobedience and because of their ways. Their wicked imaginations. Thinking they can do whatever they want to do. We are in a season. Of wake up. The storms that are coming on the land. Are simply warnings. The things that are happening to the people. The different, the different strands of COVID. These are warnings that God. Has bring it on the land. And the most simplest warning. We missed it. Some of us missed it. Was when the zebra cobra. Was found on the east coast. That was a warning of Leviathan. Coming upon the land. But because of our religious. Attributes. And not our divine natural attributes. God's DNA. A lot of people missed it. God is still a God of a second chance. Those that are on this line tonight, if you know you've done some things, you may have not did it willingly, you may have did it mistakenly. But if you have done anything that could hinder your walk and your relationship with God, he stands at the door and knock. God is not a cruel God. He is a God of a second chance, but, that, but don't get it twisted. He is also a God of conviction because he will, as the old folks say, warm up your backside if need to. But we have to understand where we are in the season that we're in. We're, what, we're about to embark on 2022. Everybody's wanting to say all these good things, whatever. But the Lord broke it down to me where this is a, if we don't be careful, we're going to be operating in a season of chaos and confusion. And he brought it back as far as to Jeroboam. King Jeroboam. Which was a ruthless king. And he ran that kingdom for 20 Two years. God is giving us time and chance to get things right.
He's given us opportunity to repent and turn from our ways. If we've made someone angry, if we've hurt someone, he's given us time to repent. He's given us time to get relationships back on track. We serve a loving God, but we also serve a father that we're chasing his children. He said those who take chastisement are his sons. Those who don't, he called them bastards. So on this night, as we are on this line, this, this is not for play play. We are in a situation right now in this country. We have things that's going to be going on in the land again. There are more storms that are supposed to be developing and going and following the same track that these other ones followed last week. That's why God is calling for his watchmen on the wall. That's why God is calling for his intercessors. Because a lot of the, a lot of the things that have gone on, because we dropped the ball when it came to the interceding for the land. When the Holy Ghost shared this with me years ago, when he said that his watchmen on the wall are the original homeland security, we're the ones that are supposed to be on the wall watching things come and coming against them. Those that are called to intercede, those that are called to be prayer warriors, those that are called to be warriors on the front line in prayer, we must repent because some, and I will say even myself, have slacked in some things. We are, our first assignment is to be prayer warriors, to be intercessors. That is our first assignment. And we've had people wanting to be other things instead of the beginning. When we first began to get our relationship with God, we did it by prayer. That's how we know our Father, by prayer and the Word of God. But uh, somewhere along the way, people have skipped the fundamentals of God and want to jump into the apostolic or the bishopry. How you going to know God? How will you know God if you don't pray? How will you know Father if you don't get in the Word? This is how we know Him. This is how we get a relationship with Him. We got people watching DVDs, listening to stuff, and thinking they're operating in the kingdom. When we're all we're doing, as the woman of God said before, we are operating in fool's gold. Or as some people call it, pyrite. It looks like gold. It weighs like gold. But when it gets tested by the heat, you know it's fake. We, as the body of Christ, are being tested by the heat of God. And by the heat of what's going on in this world. An old commercial 20 some years ago. Maybe 30. It was that. Uh, is it live or is it Memorex? Are we truly operating?
doing it. These are the things that God is bringing back for us. From the pulpit to the back door. He's not slacking on anybody. Because we have an assignment. We all are created with an assignment by God himself. Are we following through with it? Or are we fronting like we are? Are we like people that think they do a few things in a church office automatically make them an apostle? No, you're a secretary. And you, the first thing of anything, any gifting, comes with prayer and studying God's word. How often are you in God's word? How often are you on your face crying out for others? Not for yourself, but for others. We have babies that are dying out here. We have people without homes, without food, without anything. Everything was taken away from them in a matter of a few hours. God is calling us out, people. God is calling us out. It ain't got nothing to do with a title. He is calling us out. He is asking us the same thing. The prophet Samuel asked King Saul. Are you, did you do what the Lord instructed you to do? I knew God has shifted this whole session tonight. Because we got to get back. On the front line. We got to get back. On our faces in prayer and supplication. We got to get back. To the word of God. Because it don't matter what title you may have. If you don't have a relationship with God. I, I relinquish. I relinquish the floor. Anybody have anything to say? I release the floor to whomever. Let the Lord say what he needs to say through you. I relinquish the floor. Mm. My God. My God. My God. The floor is open.
when we were a child, we thought as a child, we behaved as a child. But then when we became men, grown, grown men and women, we then behaved in that manner. And so it's not about how you start, but it's about how you allow God to prosper in the midst of it all. And, you know, simply put, this walk isn't easy. It's not supposed to be. But God will make it worthwhile if you don't give up. I can I can understand I that. Can see that. But one thing, uh, man of God, I will say this. Yeah, God loves us dearly. God protects us and he provides for us. But just like a parent, if that child get to get to cutting up, he will we will as parents will spank that child. That don't show that we don't have no less love for them, but it also shows that child about being disciplined in what you do. We serve a God that is omnipresent, that loves us with an everlasting love. But he will also tighten up our tails. If he has, it's just like a kid. I'll give you a fine analogy. <clears throat> when we were younger, we had heaters. That plain heaters that they lit and they were hot. And they would tell us not to go to them. They hot. Don't touch it. It's hot. <laughs> Don't touch it. Now it's hot. But us being little kids and everything, we we hear what mom and daddy say, but we still touch that, that heater. And some of us to this very day got some scars on us <laughs> from touching that heater or from touching an iron or from touching a stove. God loves us, like the word said, with an everlasting love. But he's also a God that will tighten up our backside. Let me put it like this here. When you did something that was not was not fitting to Dr. K.L. Williams. Yeah. He would tighten up that backside. But oh, yeah. he would tell you he did it because he loved you. And he yeah. wants you to do what's right. This is all God's saying in this season. Even though we have slacked up, even though we have messed up in some areas, he's still giving us time and chance to repent and get it right. Even if we mess up again, he'll still and put us back on that straight path. A lot of time, a lot of time people, and, and I understand a lot of people, even in the religious set, they don't think God is a chastening God. They think God will wink at their mess-ups and keep going. No. They need to understand that we truly have a Father that will tighten us up. Even when Jesus, just like the woman of God talked about on tonight, even though Jesus didn't sin, but the sins of the world was on him, and his own Father couldn't look at him. Because of the sin. <clears throat> My God. He knew his son didn't sin. But he knew the purpose of his son being there was to take sin. And even though he knew he didn't sin, he still couldn't look at it. Mm. Now, the day that when God can't look at us, hey, God, oh, my God, the day that he can't look at us, 
The day that he turned his back on us. But we think we still okay. This is what God is crying out for on, on, this, on this season. Because a lot of people don't believe that we serve a God that will chasten us. They think God like, okay, we mess up. We go and kill somebody. It's all right. It's all good. We go beat somebody up or we go rape somebody. It's all right. It's all good. God going to forgive us. They are taking God as a weak God. And he's not. He's a loving God. He's a just God. He's a fervent God. But he is nowhere near weak. And he is beginning to show the people, I've covered you. For years and decades. But what will happen if I stop covering you? Oh my God. If he remove his hand. Just like he turned his back on his own son. Just, just imagine in your sanctified mind. Just imagine in your sanctified mind and soul. If God turned his back on you. But you think he didn't. Just like Saul. This is the wake up call that God is trying to get to his people. Even those in the church with titles. This is what he's doing. Great word, uh, man of God. Awesome word that you brought. Awesome. Woman of God, Nikki, awesome word. Awesome. Because this is what God is doing in this season. He's, he's waking up the sleeping giants. She said it. Wake up call. Beep. Beep. That's what he's doing. He's trying to get the attention and wake up his children. From out of this slumber. Out of this, this, this coma that we see stuff happening and we don't care. That is not what he called us to do in the earth. The Bible said that the earth is the Lord's and the fullest thereof and they that dwell therein. We are not just to dwell, but we are to work. We are to work to work while it's day because when night comes, no man should work. But the thing is, when we go to sleep, will we be among those that wake up? Ah, your bossiah! Or shall we forever be slumber and not be amongst the great number when the clarion call comes? My God! Ooh, I got this. This thing is all down in my soul. Because I see it. I see over the Harabosha. I see what's over the horizon. We've played long enough. But we're in a season now that God's going to let us keep playing. If we don't get it right. He has warned us years and years and years. We've heard older mothers in the church. Even before I was born. They were saying the same thing. Jesus is soon to come. And he's sooner to come now than he was almost 60 years ago when they were saying it. My question for the body of Christ tonight is this. Are you ready 
Are you ready? Whatever it is God needing you to do in this up and coming season. Are you ready? Or do you need to fall on your face and repent to God for slacking and dragging and start over again? I for one have, have repented. Because we've all sinned and come short of his glory. But we need to make sure that what we're repenting is not just general, but that we want to get it right so God can use us. We don't want to be one of those left behind. Ah, my God. We don't want to be We don't want to be one of those. That he said, depart from me, you workers of iniquity. I don't know you. He's given us time and chance to get it right. And when you can feel what God feels, that's not a good feeling. When you feel your heart about to come out your chest because God, he sees what you're doing. He knows what you're doing. His eyes are in every place beholding the evil and the good. This thing is personal beyond personal. No one is guaranteed to wake up in the morning. The question tonight is, if you don't, do you know where you'll be? Hey, God! Hey, God! Do you know where you'll be if you don't wake up in the morning? That's the question for tonight. It's about your relationship. If your relationship has been slacking, ask him to forgive you and roll back to working on it. It's just like any relationship. If you mistreat somebody, you ask them to forgive you. And you work on it to make it better. This is all God is saying tonight. If it's something slacking, just repent. I'll forgive you and let's let's work on it. We serve a loving, just God. But we also serve a God that will chasing us and put us back on the right track. But he gives us time to get it right before he has to step in. It's just like our mama and daddy would do. They would give us time to get it right. <laughs> they would give us opportunity to get it right. But then when we didn't get it right, they came in and they whooped our behinds. We got it right then. <laughs> this is all God is doing on tonight. Because we're finna walk into a year. And you see what is how it's already trying to end. We have people dying from tornadoes. From Arkansas to Kentucky. You have another strand of COVID that has hit the land. They don't know how this is going to react to the people. You have food and everything going up astronomically prices. 
All these things are happening. They, there are barges beyond ships and everything that are every place. And they do not have enough drivers to keep the food and supplies in the stores. The country needs almost 80,000 drivers just to deliver stuff. That's why we keep Bishop Little John covered. Because he's one of those people that is on the road Six days out of a week, he don't even see his home or his family until on a, either on a Friday night or a Saturday morning. And then he got to go right back 24 or so hours later. Which is why we have to keep people covered in prayer. Because we have people out there that's working and, and trying to do what they can to help our families. To keep stuff going. That's why he said that's why we are to be watchmen on the wall. That's why he said keep he asked where was his Nehemiah's. Nehemiah said he was doing a good work and he wasn't gonna come down. But when he came down, I promise you, he had two weapons in his hands. So he was ready to fight either way, whether it was on top of the wall or off the wall. He was ready to fight. This is what we have to do. We have to fight. The good fight of faith. We have to pray and cover people. Because we're in, we in a rough season. We're in a rough season. And yeah, we work, we work jobs, we do everything else, but we still have to keep our relationship with God. We can't let that slack. Because that's what's keeping us. Our relationship with Yahweh is what keeps us going, keeps us focused, keeps us alert, keeps us sober, sound, and sensitive to what he wants us to do in this season. I'm sorry, y'all. I, 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 <laughs> Anybody got anything they want to say? <laughs> Don't say you've been crying like a baby. <laughs> <laughs> I wanted to say thank you all for listening as well. And as you were speaking, he was saying to me that even if there is a season of darkness, to not let that be the reason that you turn away from him. Mm. To go so he can carry you through the storm. Let the rain cleanse your spirit for the way to strengthen you is him dragging you through the mud. And letting him rain down on you. Mm. So focus on the pain from your past to center yourself in his test that he gave you to help heal someone else wrapped in bondage and can't see the light to get them right. They need your testimony from your test. Speak your truth to heal yourself and others who do not understand how. Now is your time to speak and pray. He is warning us. That's all. Amen. Amen. Well, we thank you, Nikki, because like I said, that was that was powerful what you did tonight. I'm not I'm not shutting anybody else down. If there's anybody else have anything they'd like to say, the floor is open. I'm through I'm through bubbling now. So <laughs> so if anybody have anything they want to say, the floor is open. Hallelujah, Hallelujah, thank you, Jesus. I just this is uh Minister Lee. I've been just listening, and, and it's all been awesome, awesome, very good words. 
but God just um, reminds me um, without new experiences in our life, without our prayer life, without interceding, without being a watchman on the uh, wall, something on the inside of us sleeps. Hey! And he and the sleeper must be awakened. Come on, Apostle. We got to awaken sleeper. Because, see, you, you're letting the devil, the enemy, fan you when you ain't up at 2, 3, 4 o'clock in the morning on the prayer watch, calling and on your knees, talking to God, getting that personal relationship with God. See, that's when everything is of dark come out. Uh, mm. They out and they watching and they speaking uh, who they can destroy, oh, what they can bring up against you. And see, when all these fatalities and all of the deaths and all of the distractions come against you, it's because they better up while you sleep. Yeah. And you can't not sleep and think things not going to come against you. Because it's coming. Amen. It's coming, but the God is saying to us in this hour, we got to change the way we think. Amen. And it starts with your mind, your mindset. See, people don't get so comfortable with robbing the church and robbing God's people and just going into the house of the Lord, just using that same old mindset. Yes, Lord, the Lord said this. Amen. Hallelujah. But God said that's good, but it's time for a chance. God is looking for a people that's going to say yes, Lord. He's looking for a people that's going to get up and do the will of God. He's looking for a people that can stand flat foot with that devil huh? and tell that devil he better sleep. Huh? Call him out by his name huh? because there are say, who are, who are you? Huh? I, I, my name is Legion. Huh? He's saying this hour, the Legion. And what are you doing? If you know, or if you forget, my word will defeat any devil. My son sat in the wilderness 40 days and 40 nights, uh, fasting and praying. And even the devil tried to tempt him. Mm -hmm. He had to flee uh, because Jesus didn't give in to him. He had to go. And that's what God is saying to us. If we stay on our face, if we stay in his face and pray and watch and seek, can't no legion come near you. And, and you'll be able to tell that legion to flee. And he got to do just what you say. But see, we ain't got no power uh, because we're not doing the things of God. People want to change that Bible. They want to take that Bible and use it for their glory. Oh, <laughs> but God say not so. Uh, all the glory belongs to Come me. Uh, and that's why things are happening on this world today. Uh, that's why things is in a torment. Uh, because people think they God now. But uh, God say, huh, it ain't but one, uh, the only true and living mm. God. And uh, I was listening and uh, it took me back to um, Matthew 15 and 13 because he had gave me the other day when I was at 5 a.m. prayer. Uh, I was praying and all of a sudden when I sat up because I'd be on my knees mm-hmm. but when I awoke God, God fixed me on two plants that was in the church. 
And he say, what do you see? And I looked, and I looked, and then all of a sudden, uh, my eyes opened, and they became fixed on the plants. One had lost leaves, and the other leaves was full. And he began to let me know, uh, that's how my people have gotten. My God. Uh, they have lost me. Uh, but the ones that kept their eyes on me, uh, the plant is full. Uh, and then he began to tell me, I'm about to bring, my, uh, bring them from the back. Uh, the ones that's been left behind, they forgot to come first. Uh, and then first, uh, I'm about to put them in the back. Uh, because they have forgot my way. They forgot my will. And I'm about to raise up my people that's been left behind. People don't overlook them. They don't know who they are. But he say, don't you worry. Because people don't got to choose you because I've chosen you. And I'm about to raise up people that will say, yes, Lord. And I thought about the uh, Matthew 15 and 13. It said, but the answer, but the answer, and said, every plant which my heavenly Father has not planted uh, will be uprooted. Uh, whatever my heavenly Father has not planted, uh, let it be uprooted. Uh, so God is saying, if if He planted you, you gonna flourish. But if He didn't plant you. He's about to uproot you in this season. And and I'm going to say this last thing. Lord, I give you the honor tonight. I thank you because, God, I did. I was so excited. I didn't even acknowledge you in the beginning. So you get so caught up in, in just God. You'll forget to say, God, I thank you. And, God, I repent for anything mm. that I may have done that was unlike you, God. Mm. God, you be shame of me uh, in, in the open. I will be ashamed of you. But I'm not ashamed to say, God, sometime I might have messed up. Yeah. Or God, I messed up. Uh, and I want to repent before your people. Uh, so <laughs> but God is letting us know uh, in this season, uh, even with all the rain, uh, I was listening to as I prayed this morning, I, I got up and I turned around and and I seen the rain, and I was saying, God is pleased because we up early. The ones that was up calling on the name of King Jesus, mm. listening to him uh, throughout the rain. Yeah. I say, please that. And then later on today, as the people arose and they began to go on their way, uh, I've noticed this evening the rain came back, uh, but only did the rain come back. Thunder came. Yeah. And God wasn't pleased uh, with some things that had taken place. Uh, his anger rose up, uh, and he let the thunder come. But God said, huh, will you be pleased? Is he pleased with us? Or do he have to bring the thunder? Come on, right now. I want God to be pleased yes. with me. Yes, God. I want to be a prayer warrior. Yes, I want to with the, the Lord. And I want to treat his people's right. I don't want to be a sheep and wolf clothing. Yes, I want God to acknowledge her. Job well done. Uh, thank you. Uh, God well done. You didn't take your eyes off the cross. Uh, and I thank 
my eyes stay upon the sparrow. And God, I love you all tonight. Oh, yes, I wish you hope in Jesus' name. Yes, amen and amen. Amen. Yes, God. Yes, God. Thank you. Whew, I said I wouldn't go cry no more, I guess. <laughs> it's just a little bit shy. It's just a little bit shy. I tell you, I don't see it. You know what God has done for you throughout your life. Where you know you should have been dead. Where you know you should be and your mind should be gone. When you know that you you go through more than most humans should ever have to go through. But he brought you through it. And he brought you through it in victory. That's why I say I can't never I can't I can never I can't never acknowledge him. I, I can never not acknowledge what he's done for me. What he's done for my children. What he's done for my family. I did not my shame. People, if, if you really knew my whole story, you know I got a right to rock and praise him and worship him and run all over this place because you're looking at a dead woman. Hey, God! But he said, not yet. Ah, ye little bullshit. He said, not yet. Because he got me on assignment. <laughs> and I will... Fulfill that assignment because I do not want him to say, turn away from me. That's a hurtful feeling when your parent tell you to go away from me. That's a hurtful thing. Just imagine that tonight. That your parent said, turn away from me. I don't even know who you are. Just imagine how that would feel. But we thank God for you, Apostle Liz. We thank God for you. And that's why the Holy Ghost said that your elevation is nigh. He said, because even when the rest didn't hang in there, you did. Hey, God. He said, even through the pain and the agony that you went through with your children and your children's children, you stayed before me. He said, that's why elevation is not the woman of God. This ain't nothing but you and God. He said, that's why I am Osata. He said, that's why I called you my apostle. He said, when it was nobody else in the church, you were there. When nobody else was praying, you were praying. Even when you tried to convince everybody else that you need to do what God's telling you to do, you obeyed him. That's why he said, elevation is not the woman of God. It is right there. And it is not what people have said. But the Lord said, for it is what I have placed upon you for your obedience. He said, and don't worry about Amy. She will be back. Says she gonna come back running. 
My God. He said she coming back uh -huh. running. Hey, say what must I do? For she is hey, both say he said for she is in her storm. <laughs> She's in her storm, but she gonna come out of it. Hallelujah. We thank you, God. We thank you for the night. I'm so fooled, I can't quit crying. <laughs> but, I just thank God. I thank God for Minister Nikki. That was an awesome word and, and the and even the spoken word was powerful. All I keep hearing in my little ear is beep beep. <laughs> <laughs> Thank I, so you so I, I keep hearing it because that was a warning. Because most people, even with horns, they will blow their horn before something coming up or they trying to hit something or trying not to miss something. They will blow their horn. So that was truly a warning. And I thank God that I heard the Spirit of God when he told me that you had that word. And I thank God for that. And, and Richard, I thank you as well too. I thank you as well. And, and, and man of God, I'm going to say this. I, I, uh, God said you're going to have to you have to push her forward. <laughs> he, 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 said, he, said, he said, he said, you're going to have to push her forward because there's more in her that's got to come out. It's a horrible shot. Mama, you know what's funny? Because I just told her that she's going to be like you in the spirit. Yeah. I said, no, I'm not. And I said, in Jesus' name, amen, you are. <laughs> well, he just said it tonight. He said, you got to push her forward because there's more got to come out of her. Because oh, yeah. Because the and the tribulations that she has suffered in her life, she's going to have to bring the vase. And bring bring the what? To, she's going to have to drop the vase herself. That's all I hear the Lord say. Yeah. And she has a vase that she got to drop as well. So we just thank God oh, yeah. for the night. I thank God for everybody that's on here. If anybody have anything else to say before, hey, now's the time. If you have anything you want to say, um, son. Uh, yeah, one, one thing that came to mind just now was this. Is that remember the joy of your salvation. Mm. And never don't forget the joy that you once had when you first started this journey. That that same joy will cause you to fall and fall back in joy and fall back in love with God from the very first time of when you got saved. When you realized that it was time to take the blinders off, it was time for you to really see. It was time to stop seeing flesh and see spirit. Mm. Return back to the joy of your salvation. I just, I just get that so heavy in my spirit. Like, don't forget about the joy. Mm. Like, there's joy in your salvation. But see, what the enemy try to do is he try to get us so worn out and tired from battle, from battle to battle to battle to battle. Mm-hmm. Forget that there's joy in in the in the battle. There's joy knowing that we have the power to whoop the devil's tail and be victorious in Christ. Mm -hmm. But that that that's all I have to say. Just mm -hmm. 
Okay. Return back to the joy that you once had in, in your salvation. Amen. Amen. Uh, we we gonna we gonna just kind of close it out tonight, but God kind of left. Act told me to to let this song play as we dismiss on tonight. I thank God for everybody that's on here, and we just thank God for such an awesome night. But we're we're actually gonna be playing uh, Jonathan Butler's "Falling in Love with Jesus" as we go out on tonight. I just thank you guys for being on. And we just pray that you have a blessed night. We pray sweet sleep over you guys. And until we meet again, this is the Watchman Teleconference. I'm your host, Glenda Treadwell. Have a blessed and prosperous and peaceful night. And we leave you with this song, Falling in Love with Jesus. Good night. Sing with me.